tell me, my daughters, since now we will divest us both of rule, interest of territory, cares of state, which of you shall we say doth love us most, that we our largest bounty may extend, where nature doth with merit challenge? Goneril, our eldest-born, speak first. Sir, I love you more than words can wield the matter, dearer than eyesight, space, and liberty, beyond what can be valued rich or rare, no less than life, with grace, health, beauty, honour, as much as child e'er loved or father found, a love that makes breath poor and speech unable, beyond all manner of so much, I love you. What shall Cordelia do? Love and be silent. Of all these bounds, even from this line to this, with shadowy forests and with champagnes riched, with plenteous rivers and wide-skirted meads, we make thee lady. To thine and Albany's issue be this perpetual. What says our second daughter, our dearest Regan, wife to Cornwall, speak? Sir, I am made of that self-same metal that my sister is, and prize me at her worth. In my true heart I find she names my very deed of love. Only she comes too short, that I profess myself an enemy to all other joys, which the most precious square of sense possesses, and find I am alone felicitate in your dear highness' love. Then poor Cordelia, and yet not so, since I am sure my love's more richer than my tongue. To thee and thine hereditary ever remain this ample third of our fair kingdom, no less in space, validity, and pleasure than that conferred on Goneril. Now our joy, although the last, not least, to whose young love the vines of France and milk of Burgundy strive to be entressed. What can you say to draw a third more opulent than your sisters? Speak. Nothing, my lord. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing will come of nothing. Speak again. Unhappy that I am, I cannot heave my heart into my mouth. I love your majesty according to my bond, no more, no less. How, how, Cordelia, mend your speech a little, lest it may mar your fortunes. Good my lord, you have begot me, bred me, loved me. I return those duties back as our right fit. Obey you, love you, and most honour you. Why have my sister's husbands if they say they love you all? Happily when I shall wed. The lord whose hand must take my plight shall carry half my love with him, half my care and duty. Sure I shall never marry like my sisters to love my father all. But goes thy heart with this. I, good my lord, so young and so untender, so young, my lord, and true. Let it be so. Thy truth, then, be thy dower. For by the sacred radiance of the sun, the mysteries of Hecate and the night, by all the operation of the orbs from whom we do exist and cease to be, here I disclaim all my parental care, propinquity and property of blood, and as a stranger to my heart and me, hold thee from this for ever. The barbarous Scythian, or he that makes his generation messes to gorge his monstrous appetite, shall to my bosom be as well neighbored, pitied, and relieved as thou, my sometime daughter. Good my liege, peace, Kent, come not between the dragon and his wrath. I loved her most, and thought to set my rest on her kind nursery. Hence, and avoid my sight. So be my grave, my peace, as here I give her father's heart from her. Call France. Who stirs? Call Burgundy. Cornwall and Albany, with my two daughters' dowers, digest this third. Let pride, which she calls plainness, marry her. I do invest you jointly with my power, preeminence, and all the large effects that troop with majesty. Ourself by monthly course, with reservation of an hundred knights, by you to be sustained, shall our abode make with you by due turns. Only we shall retain the name and all the additions to a king, 
the sway, revenue, execution of the rest, beloved sons, be yours, which do confirm this coronet part betwixt you. Royal Lear, whom I have ever honoured as my king, loved as my father, as my master followed, as my great patron, thought on in my prayers. The bow is bent and drawn, make from the shaft. Let it fall, rather, though the fork invade the region of my heart. Be Kent unmannerly when Lear is mad. What wilt thou do, old man? Think'st thou that duty shall have dread to speak when power to flattery bows, to plainness honours bound, when majesty stoops to folly? Reverse thy doom, and in thy best consideration check this hideous rashness. Answer my life, my judgment. Thy youngest daughter does not love thee least, nor are those empty-hearted whose low sound reverbs no hollowness. Kent, on thy life no more. My life I never held but as a pawn to wage against thy enemies, nor fear to lose it, thy safety being the motive. Out of my sight. See better, Lear, and let me still remain the true blank of thine eye. Now by Apollo, 